eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post-game podcast. Hey, what do you say we do a podcast? It's Tuesday before Thanksgiving. He is down in Jersey Shore. What's up, Al? I love the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, Jerry. Like when the your work day is over, the Wednesday after, uh, the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, because you have Thanksgiving, then you have the Friday after, then you have Saturday, and then you have Sunday. Now you're working with Kim Jones on Friday. Is this correct, Jerry? Oh, I forgot about that. That's right. Yes. You and Kim Jones are going to do a, a show. That's exactly right. I forgot. But you're about off that. on Thursday. You've got Dallas Cowboys at Washington. Uh, I'm football really, team. Yeah, I'm really not off at all, quite frankly. I've mm, got because you're uh, working the, Thursday. I'm working today, tomorrow. I got the Cowboys mm-hmm. Thursday. I got Rutgers on Friday. I've got Rutgers Sunday. I am off Saturday. All right. So, so yes. you'll you'll have a one day weekend. I have a one day. <laughs> Some yes. people have. Although a I am weekend. off Tuesday, Wednesday next week. Is that right? Do I have that on my schedule? I don't. You know, I'm not sure. Only because I bet I don't. Nope, no, because I don't. this all just kind of happened. So what days are you off next week? I'm off Tuesday, Wednesday. I'm off Tuesday. December 1st, 2nd? Yes. Tuesday I will be in Manhattan with my son at 7 a.m. for a doctor appointment. And then Wednesday I'm supposed to be at Mo... Well, I can't say. I'm supposed to be somewhere. But now it looks like that might actually be... That could be canceled. But I already gave the day to Lepresti, so if Mm -hmm. what I thought was going to happen gets canceled, I'm still going to take the day because I kind of... Lepresti's got it. He's got it all right. That's so fair, right? I mean, that'd be rude if I took it back. Uh, yes, that would be. That, that's fair to do. I'm just making sure I put this on my calendar. Jerry, I'd like to know where you are at all times. I hear you. Jerry out Tuesday, Wednesday. Yes. All right. Jerry, there's a, um, a program on, uh, it's a documentary on HBO. It's called, uh, it's a series, it's a documentary series called Murder on Middle Beach. Okay. And it centers around this uh housewife who ends up murdered and her son is doing a documentary about her murder okay this is the premise of it he the documentary is the documentary is actually him going around doing a documentary about his mother that was murdered when he was a baby right maybe a year old or so whatever it was okay but it involves something that i was not aware of until i started watching this documentary the the wife and many of the housewives in this part of Connecticut, and then turns out a lot of Connecticut, were involved in some in something called gifting tables. What's that? Have you you haven't heard the term? Neither had I. No. So it turns out it's an illegal pyramid scheme. Okay. But it's set up like um, a women's group where women get together, they dress up, they wear their best makeup, they put on their best faces, they get together and talk and have coffee and have wine and this sort of thing. It's a woman's night out. Right. But in order for you to join this woman's night out, you have to donate or gift somebody $5,000. 
five. You're kidding me. No, this is the way. This is the way it works. You gift five thousand dollars with the idea of once you once you yourself join, then you are expected to bring in eight people. Okay. That also donate right. five thousand dollars, and then when your eight people join, you get forty thousand dollars. But yeah, and that's, once you that's get the eight people pyramid. in, classic pyramid. Scheme. Absolutely. So they think her murder had something to do with uh, getting involved in this pyramid scheme because uh, if, it seems like people that uh, this all occurred in a time when people were losing their jobs and no, and people didn't have money, so they were going about. They wanted to find the five thousand dollars for hopes that they would reach the point where they brought eight people in. Yeah, sure. And may, and then get their forty thousand dollars. Right. So they think it centers around that. Now, it's weird to me because it doesn't – I understand that it is a pyramid scheme, but I'm not sure what part of it is illegal. Well, it I is. Guess it is illegal. Because I guess you're investing into something that at any point could stop, and then you're out of luck. Like, you're not really investing into anything. Mm-hmm. You know, like, there's no product. Yeah, there's no product. It's just women getting together. Right. It's just a people thing. And they were saying what was happening and why it, why it fell apart. And they had FBI people on this thing talking about um, pyramid schemes in general. Is that they they don't no matter even if they go on for a little while, they will eventually collapse because all you need is one piece of the pyramid, right, to not be strong and it falls apart. For sure, yeah. So, but I could see how people could get sucked into it. Oh, no doubt. If 100%. you had yes, and but but the problem was. What you really do is you need to find people, in order for it to be successful, I guess, you really need to find people that do have $5,000 just laying around. Well, that's one, and two, got to be one of the first ones in. Right, because once you start trying to recruit people that don't have $5,000 and do everything they can to get it, right? those people then don't have friends that have $5,000. Correct. You know what I mean? So it was, it was very interesting. I tried to Googling gifting tables after I watched it, and... Um, well, the it, funny was, thing it was is, it was strange these pyramid schemes, and I'm sure you've heard of it. You've heard of Amway, yes. Okay, so Amway, and by the way, Amway is still legit. I mean, the owners, Rich DeVos, own the Orlando Magic, and the Magic play in the Amway Center in Orlando, Florida. Really? And Amway has had a reputation as being a pyramid scheme. Mm-hmm. Now it was something. Me and all the guys that I worked with, we got involved with years and years ago, and we did make money from it. You didn't make what they would promise you because there there is the upsell type of pyramid scheme to it. Yeah. But at the end of the day, if you were bringing in people that were going to shop from the Amway store, which is a big online store of everything. I mean, you can pretty now it's their product. So it's not like you were buying real Cheerios. It was like you would be buying Amwayos. <laughs> right. I don't remember what they were called, but you get my point. Yes. Um that you would make money on the purchases and the more people that shopped underneath you, the more and it wasn't like you would get a huge uh, amount of money per order, but you would get something. So if you had let's say 40 or 50 people that were recruited beneath you and they were doing their monthly shopping through this, you were getting a credit every month and you were making money. The problem with Amway is, and I, and to me that's why it's not a pyramid, although it is kind of set up like one, there is a product that you're dealing with. The problem we found with Amway was kind of what you're talking about. Once you get a few people in that cannot afford to spend the, it's not $5,000 like what you're discussing, but the products were more expensive than going to Stop and Shop. Right. So the minute you start recruiting people and they sign up, and they say, you know what, I like this, but I can't do the shopping here. It crumbles. Right. And that's exactly what happened. We were on a track where we were actually doing quite we were One of my friends was making about twelve, thirteen hundred bucks 1300 a month and doing well. And then all of a sudden, just one person after the next kind of stopped ordering, and it just it just fell apart. Yeah. But So very similar to what you're talking about, but what the women were doing, that's just a straight cash deal. That I mean, that is, there's nothing there. Yeah, there was nothing there. No, it's just like, I don't know. Yeah, it's interesting. So it's called uh, Murder on Middle Beach, and it's uh, on HBO documentaries. They're, they're two episodes in. I, I, I don't know how many episodes there are. I haven't given any anything away because there's nothing to give away yet. It's just sort of a setup as to 
you know, where they're they're looking into this woman's murder. And sure, very interesting though. Yeah, yeah, it's very interesting. Hmm. What else do I have for you here, Jerry? Oh, I saw. You know how we talk about there's different dating apps and dating websites for various things. There's uh, farmers only for women and men who want to date farmers. Of course. Only farmers. Yeah. I know there's one with uh, people who have herpes because uh, herpes is not something, uh, you know, once you have herpes, you always have herpes. I didn't know that. Yeah. Once you have herpes, you always have herpes. So it'd be nice to date someone else with herpes so you don't have to have the herpes conversation because that's going to be a tough conversation. There's a herpes dating site. Well, there is already. That's been out a long time. That was one of the early ones. You're kidding me. Yeah. There's a herpes uh, website for dating if you have herpes, and hopefully you date someone else with herpes, and you just have herpes love together. Now, what is that called? What's that website? I forget what that one's actually called. Herpes dating site. Oh, it comes right up. <laughs> Holy cow. I wow. love that that's now a search on your computer at work. Uh, well, it's not mine. <laughs> The, wow, the 20 best herpes dating sites for herpes singles. So there's, there's more than one. Wow. Are you kidding me? Well, they say one in four people has uh, herpes, I think. So you would think there's got there's got to be a lot of dating websites. I'll give you two of them. Okay. HMates. HMates, okay. And positive singles. <laughs> okay. How about that? And MPWH. MPWH. Yeah. No That's got to be a tough conversation, though, to date in the non-herpes world if you have herpes, because you do have to have that conversation at some point. Uh, yes, that's a very difficult conversation. And you don't want to have it early on because the person will run away. Right. And then if you have it later on, then they'll say, I wish you had this conversation with me early on. No doubt. No doubt. But I feel like people are somewhat forgiving of herpes and things like that as adults. Um, as a young people, you're going to chase people away. I don't know about that. You're telling me, let's say Gina comes to her senses and says, you know what, Al, it's been enough. It's been, an, and it's been you, enough. And you or my wife breaks up with me and I get divorced. Mm-hmm. And you meet, I don't know, and then they have herpes? Yeah. You're telling me you'd be okay with that? Well, this is the thing. You have to, if you if you fall for the person prior to knowing they have herpes and yeah, prior to there be being any sexual. They tell you, though? I guess. But then you feel like they're in a weird spot, too. They don't want to... If you go on a first date with someone and they mention they have herpes, you would have to really have a connection with them to keep going. But meanwhile, if you have a connection with them first... Yeah. uh, Herpes? Herpes sore. Yeah, that's a tough one. Yeah, You know what? You're right. You fall for someone, you fall for someone. Right. Good point. All right. Fair enough. Then you learn they have herpes or another thing that's not curable. That's true. You're right. Or like this. Here's a dating app. This is my story for today, Jerry. There's a dating app called Bald Dating. It is for men who are bald or losing their hair and the women who like bald guys. Oh, they're not bald. The women are not bald. Right. Right. The men are bald, and it's for women who like bald. I guess that's a thing. I guess some women like a bald guy. Dude, everything seems. We just spent five minutes talking about a dating site for people with herpes. Right. I'm sure right now the bald thing, thing doesn't look so crazy, but I would still think you would go to like Match.com and maybe there's a bald guy you're attracted to. I'm sh- like, are are there women that are attracted only to bald guys? Do you think there's a dating site for people with small things? <laughs> yes. Right. So there's something for everyone. Like I know there's women who only like guys with beards. Okay. You know, so maybe there is a thing for women who only like guys who are bald. I've never uh, run across one, but Am I, I suppose I, they're out there. Can I put into a company computer, because it's technically research. Yeah, it is research. It's can a I podcast. Can I put in dating sites for men with small penises? Yes, please do. <laughs> but is that, am I going to get fired? I hope no one's already logged in with their account on that website, oh, well, on that computer. <laughs> Wouldn't that be <laughs> hilarious? No, that would be terrible. <laughs> well, I mean, whatever. I mean, Liz, if you have it, you have it. I mean, whatever. Right, can't. I feel weird hitting return on this. <laughs> you know what? Listen, you're typing furiously. I love it. No, I'm not. I stopped. I oh. can't. I'm going to do it on my phone. Okay. Then all I have to worry about is all the ads that'll pop up on your phone oh. for men with small wieners. I didn't even think of that. Well, whatever. I'm already at dating sites for men. You know, this came up on Carton and Robert yesterday when they were talking about the, uh, who was the golfer I said uh, that had uh, the picture out there that where where you could see his wiener through his pants? <laughs> Greg Norman. 
You you can go to Dinky One. <laughs> Dinky One. That's a website. Yeah, it's a small penis dating site. And like Evan was saying, we were talking. How many about members do you think they have? A lot. Take a guess. Ten thousand members. Thirty thousand. Wow. <laughs> you got to think that's spread out around the country. Well, I hope it's not in Queens <laughs> or or Bradley Beach. <laughs> Thirty thousand members just in Bradley Beach alone. Uh, I'm sorry. One of them so... recently moved in here. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm saying like they were talking about that Greg Norman picture yesterday. Uh, yes. Uh, where you could see that he had a nice size a male member. Right. And uh, Craig was uh, sort of joking to Evan that th- maybe Evan has a small one. Evan's like, well, I- even if I did, like, it's not my, f- there's nothing I can do about it. It's not my fault. Like, you really can only, ma- I feel like you can only really make fun of someone if it's something that they did on their own, right? Sure. So if you get a really bad haircut, you could be mocked because you chose to get that haircut. Right. You can't really mock someone for, like, having, and we do as ch- as children and high school kids, you know, mock somebody for having red hair or... Big bushy eyebrows. It. Nothing that you can do about it. Right. And and you the size of your wiener is definitely nothing you can do about it. No doubt. No doubt. By the way, there's here's a good one for you. There's a dating site, womenbehindbars.com. <laughs> Come on. Oh my god. You have god. a nice correspondence with them. You don't have to go out to dinner. Wait, you wait, stay wait, home. What happens when they get released? Right. Well, this is George Costanza. I ran into that on a Seinfeld episode. He was dating a woman behind bars. And then she was getting out early. And he was like, what? Like, he liked the idea of, like, he felt like he had somebody, but he didn't have to do, he didn't have to, uh, no no tons of phone calls. Right. No dropping in. Like, you'd never had to worry about her dropping in. I got to tell you, these no web- dates. these websites are, I mean, really stupid because they're legit, which is what's amazing about them. Yeah, but they can't have that many... Like I remember, uh, the small uh, penis one is thirty thousand people. I know, but I had trouble finding dates on Match. dot com when I was when I was in the dating world and doing online dating. Like it's hard enough to find somebody that you're interested in on that's interested in you on a huge website like Match. dot com. Imagine going only to a small wiener site or a herpes site or a bald man site or a farmer site. Yeah, I, I know what you're saying. I, I get things all the time on my phone now, advertisements for our time, which is 50-plus dating website. Oh, my website. God. You get yeah. those? Yeah. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. It knows I'm 50. Here's one for you if you're single again. All right. Ghostsingles.com. Ghost Singles. What is yep. this now? Um, wow. Ghost Singles is a dating site for ghosts. <laughs> Lonely ghosts who are looking for love with other ghosts. Oh, other ghosts. I mean, you got to be kidding me. That's got to be fake news said. This site is 100% free, and when you sign up, you need to share whether you died horribly, mysteriously, tragically, or suddenly. Oh, my God. Hmm. Wow. So That's ghosts just... can get on the Internet still. Wild. I guess so. I guess wild so. stuff. Wacky, wild stuff. Oh, some wild stuff, right? Uh, yeah. Tomorrow is uh, Wednesday. This is Are we I supposed hear. to have a summer uh, weekend again or no? Uh, yeah, summer matter Friday. of fact, 64 on Friday and 62 on Saturday. Is that right? I believe so, yeah. So another summer weekend. I think it's going to be cold today and tomorrow. You're right. Rainy Thursday. And then mm-hmm. it's supposed to be really nice. For, I don't know about Sunday. Friday and Saturday is supposed to be beautiful. Maybe even 65 on Friday. This on uh, for Bradley Beach says sixty one Friday, but sun Sunday nothing but sun. And what's the temperature? This says fifty two. That's okay. Listen, we're almost in December. I'll take sunny and fifty two straight through March if I can get it. Straight cash, homie. Man, wouldn't you? Yeah, I'm not. You're not kidding. So, uh, by the way, Nick and Joe, I did their podcast yesterday. The Nick and Joe podcast. Yeah, I think it was the name of it. I'm always right or something like that. Was it a specific, uh, you know, there's like, just like there's dating websites that are very specific. Sometimes there are uh, podcasts, like I did the Seinfeld podcast where people just talk about Seinfeld episodes. Was uh, yours yes, a specific? This, this was the Nick and Joe podcast that features people that have small penises and herpes. No. Um. Wow. So they got <laughs> two, pe- they got you as a two for one guest. <laughs> no. I make myself laugh. Um, it, I forget. I think it was I'm Always Right. I forget exactly what the title is. Yeah. But two good dudes um, listened to the morning show. So we talked a lot about, you know, 
my career, which I got to tell you is quite fascinating. Um, mm -hmm. But they love you. Okay. So they were very into, they called you the un, I disagreed with this. All they right. called you the unsung hero of WFAN. I said, actually, I don't think he's unsung. I think, I'm sung. What? I think I'm sung. I think you get a lot of good do. I think yeah, people I know you. You're on the radio now. You do a, a warm-up show. I said, to me, the unsung hero is more Eddie because we don't really hear from Eddie. Right. And Eddie just pushes buttons. Al is out there for ridicule, for enjoyment, for anything. So right. I said, you know, I said, but you two, you guys are spectacular together in that control room. So we discussed you guys. Hmm. So this is a podcast, just two guys hanging out. Yeah. Uh, matter of fact, Nick interned here, he said, seven or eight years ago. Did um, you recognize him? No, it's eight years ago, though. Right. Maybe it might even have been ten years ago. I forget what year he said. Did it you do this on ago. Zoom or did you do this on just the phone? It was very interesting. We did it on Zoom, but they didn't show their faces. Oh, that's come on. I did. And then I'm like, huh, you guys aren't going to show me over here. Mm. Okay. So, yeah, I had a very busy podcast day yesterday because I also did a podcast with uh, Steve Peichel yesterday. We did a podcast. We did. You and I did, yeah. We did yesterday. I had three right. podcasts yesterday. Wow. How about, and how about this? I just got a note. The Cowboys, I'm supposed to interview CeeDee Lamb today at yes. 2.30. They have just canceled all team activities today uh -oh. for a non-COVID emergency. Ooh. Is that, is that not maybe, yeah, I think emergency with a staff member. I don't know. Interesting. No details on it. That's not yeah, good. That is not good. You'll have to look into that, Jerry. Well. Something for me to look at uh, on Twitter later on when I'm eating my peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I just hope everybody's okay. I don't like to Me too. Uh, here it came. Uh, tell us they canceled practice for today due to a non-COVID-related medical emergency involving a staffer. Mike McCarthy even canceled his 1030 media briefing. That's not good. No. I just hope everybody's all right. So, anyway, so, yeah, my busy day yesterday, not so busy today. All right, Jerry. Well, let's do uh, the warm-up show. I think it's going to be awesome. Uh, I do recall it from this morning, earlier today. It was terrific. Dude. Dude. I just got the starting time for Rutgers-Syracuse. Basketball? Yeah. When is this happening? December 8th. The game doesn't tip off until 9.30. And this is a day you'll be working the next morning? Oh. Shoot me. Yeah, it's a week from Tuesday. Because Tuesday's mm. the first. I'm going to be out where I get something with my son. Oh, dude, that means I'm not getting home till midnight. No. Right. 12.30. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> that's not good, Al. No, that's not going to be good for anybody. That is not good. All right, Jerry, All right. let's do the warm-up show because that was good. Have a good day, Al. So. You want to go to the game? No, I'll pass. 9.30? Pass. We'll come right in here. We can sleep together on, on, on Boomer's couch. Pass. <laughs> Goodbye. See you. <laughs> okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry. No guests, no calls, and no real content. All right, we say we do this 503. It's a Tuesday morning. It is Thanksgiving week. It is also Hungerthon 2020. Make a donation 1 800 5 Hungry. I know that's where Al Dukes is going to go. His name is Albert. You know, I I'm, I get confused on his middle name. He's told me once before, and one of these days I'm going to get it right. Today I'm going to go with Albert Joseph Dukes. Al down in Bradley Beach, how are you, sir? Uh, good morning, Jerry. It's actually Michael. It's a very generic, boring no, uh, middle name. I Michael. To your mom. It's not Michael. Michael's yeah, yeah. very boring. My oh. name was going to be Michael, but my grandfather's name was Michael, and he didn't care for it. Really? Yeah, didn't care for his uh, for the name Michael, so we made that they made it uh, my middle name. Like Both Mike my Dukes. grandfathers were named Michael. Mike Dukes. Mike Dukes with you. Good morning. <laughs> What's going on? 
Not too much, Jerry. I got a want to see if you want to play this right off the top. Here it is, as you mentioned, uh, Hungerthon Day, uh, hungerthon.org. If you're the website type, that's how I am. You can browse all of the different auctions there, Jerry. Probably a lot of cool things, by the way. A lot of cool things. If you go to hungerthon.org forward slash WFAN, uh, that will be all the WFAN-related items. One of the things that's up there, Jerry, is uh, for you and for me and for Gia, various WFAN personalities to leave a, a voicemail message on your um, for your voicemail. How about that? How about that? I would love to do that. I so someone please bid on me. I'm begging. <laughs> no, no, I am beg. begging to begging be. Begging is no good. And by the way, it doesn't count if your girlfriend or your parents do this. All right. Also, Jerry, I play the ukulele very poorly, but it's one of the instruments that I pretend to play. Uh, Train, you know, the group Train, Pat Monahan. Yes. They they all signed a ukulele. That's up for auction. You got the Bruce Springsteen guitar again. That's that's the piece de resistance of Hungerthon, Jerry. That is the big, it's the Bruce, it's the guitar that looks exactly like uh, the Bruce Springsteen guitar that he's been playing forever. It's a Fender. I'll, t- I'll tell you one that's actually really cool. Yeah. And it's like a sign of the times. Sign of the times, like Prince said. How about a Zoom meeting with Darius Rucker? <laughs> that is neat. <laughs> the hootie dude. Yes. Well, I don't think I don't think he likes to be referred to as that anymore. All right. Because he's a country artist. Oh, he's a he's had a bunch of country hits. But that, I don't know. That's tremendous. Like that is a sign of the times right there. I'm like, uh, hi, Darius. Uh, when you wrote Only Want to Be With You, who was that about? <laughs> That's, don't do that. <laughs> well, I guess you can. I mean, yeah, no, time, I can. Right? It's my time, and I'm sure he he seems like a very nice fella, this Darius Rucker. And you know, for people that like vinyl, how about this thing? An autographed Green Day vinyl, vinyl album. That's pretty pretty cool. I mean, there's a lot of good stuff here. Really vinyl. Yep. Yeah, a lot of good stuff, Jerry. Yep. So uh, what is it? It's a... Uh, uh, what are you trying to say? I want to give the uh, the exact org yeah. slash wfan or just org, and there's a lot of other really cool things that you can yes. bid on. So, a uh, listener by the name of Michael Duca has submitted a warm up show theme song. Okay, and I've played it uh, because he sent it to me. I enjoy it. It's uh, relatively short. Now, is this like this would be like a new open? Like or? it would be like a new theme song? Yeah. Okay, so like the Joe and Evan thing, which is now gone by the wayside because Joe is retired and now yeah. it's uh, Carton and Roberts. All right, I'm, I'm good. Mm-hmm. Let's listen. You're into that? Let me see if I just hit play here. Nope, I got to load it up again, Jerry. Oh I got to load it up again. you do do things while I'm queuing it up. Okay. Right, here we go. Here we go, Jerry. Here. Oh. Here it is. Off topic news, Al's boring views, and Jerry's misery. I don't care for they it. Don't get paid, but that's okay, cause Hold they've on. got nothing else to do, and they've got nowhere else to be. It's the warm up show with Al and Jerry. Sometimes that ain't even less often see low. It's the warm up show. They'll do their best, but won't impress you until Boomer and Geo. It's the warm-up show. A hundred share and no one cares, that's all you really need to know. It's the warm-up show. For? With your hosts, Al Dukes and Jerry Rick. Come on. It's the warm-up show yeah. with Al and Jerry. I do like it. It's too long, though. Well, we can get the hook. It's the warm-up show. I would, I would be in for that. What if we did the hook? Took it, took the last chorus into the where he introduces us. That's good. I like. I that. like that, right? Yes, but you're going to make Zach very unhappy, though. Michael Duca did that. Michael, very well done. It's like, you know what it reminds me of. If we did a four-hour show, you mm-hmm. could run the whole thing at the beginning, like Mike and the Mad Dog used to have this yes. long intro song, but dun, then dun, every dun. other hour they had it cut down. Right. So I would be in for that. The problem is we uh, only have the one hour. Well, we could do it like coming out of the first break. Just the, it's the warm-up show. Yeah, I'm like that. I like that. Alan Very good idea. Now, do we, does this have to be sent to Mark, though, for approval? I don't think so, Jerry. It's, uh, well, it seems fun. I know fun. Joe and Evan had to send it to Mark, to, to Mark for approval. Well, we don't use that as an open. It's just, you know, we occasionally we have it. We occasionally have it. Occasionally, That's, it's there, so Jerry. It's, not it's there be the for you. The five twenty rejoin every day. No, it's there for you when occasionally we want to play it. Fair enough. I'm in. I I'm like it. There Michael, for thank you. you for your hard work. 
And of course, was, don't tell Al you, your name is Michael because apparently that name sucks according to his family. I like uh, it. According to my grandfather. My one <laughs> grandfather grew up with it, didn't care for it. Well, Jerry, I watched I watched some of this uh, Monday night football. Well, I was very disappointed in the Buccaneers. What's going on? Like This is really the classic, and we see this, Jerry, in rock music. We see it in... Uh, in talk radio host, longtime teams like a Bill Belichick and Tom Brady, they're together for a long time. They are the what is it? The sum is greater than the parts. Is right. that how they say it, Jerry? Sure, let's go with that. Bill Belichick and the Patriots without Tom Brady, not great. Well, the team's not good. Tom Brady without Bill Belichick, not they're great. A good team, they're not a great team. They're a good team. Tampa Bay is a good team. They're not. They're not great. Than- no, I, to me, they're not like the Super Bowl favorite in the NFC. They're a good team that's got a chance. The Patriots are not a good team. I, there's, I don't even know what else to say. But Tom Brady, a veteran, Jerry. There's no more you. There is no more veteran player than Tom Brady. Very the man true. is a veteran. He threw some non-veteran pickoffs yesterday. I, I didn't see the first one. The second dudes one, dudes, like hitting dudes, like yeah, no happens. one around them. It happens. You know what? It happens. All the great ones throw picks. Joe Montana threw picks. I don't think so, Jerry. He went. He did. Career zero picks. Uh, that is not true. Do you think that's possible to be like? No. Do you think in the future there will be a nope. quarterback better than Patrick not Mahomes? Not a chance. Throw zero picks no. in his career. Now I'll tell you this: If you want to say, do I think that there will be a quarterback somewhere in the future that throws zero picks that he is responsible for? Yes, perhaps. But Ooh. the idea that a quarterback would go. A career, career. never throwing an interception, yes. not even remotely possible. I mean, mm. if you look at – so I'm just pulling up Joe Montana, who, you know, until Tom Brady was the greatest. regarded as the greatest quarterback of all time. You know, really good. I'm not saying he wasn't. But, I mean, you're talking years with 13 interceptions, 12 interceptions, 12, 11, 13, 10. You know, it happens. Nothing you can do about it. So it was a close game last night. The Rams win at 27-24. And their kicker Matt Gay was on the was waived by the Bucks before the season. Yeah, I had no idea until I saw that in the story this morning. He beats the Bucks. That's awesome. Yeah, he kicked a forty yard field goal. He should beat them. I'm not impressed. I suppose you're not impressed. But well, well, do you like the story that he was kicked to the curb by the Buccaneers before the season started, and now he beat them? No, I love that. I guess he didn't beat them. The team beat them. Oh, he beat them. Jerry. He had one field stop. Now this isn't like here's where it's a good story. Let's say the Packers cut Mason Crosby. He's been there forever. Mm-hmm. And then Mason Crosby, I'm just throwing teams out, whatever. Mason Crosby signs with the Bears immediately. And then the Bears beat the Packers first round of the playoffs on a Mason Crosby 40. Mm-hmm. Now that's a story. Mm-hmm. This kid, who, I mean, good for him. Hey, they had good, good for you segment. Yeah. I never heard of him. I mean, whatever. You got you got waived for a reason. So hey, Matt Gay. Field goal. Good for you. Never heard of you. Good for you. And good for you now. And he's never now. heard of us, so we're, we're all good. Well, you have a theme song, so he probably has heard of us, Jerry. <laughs> Maybe he's got a theme song. How do you know he doesn't? Jared Goff had, by the way, threw 51 attempts last night. Yeah, they didn't run the ball. They just threw it. This was, But this was like, so it's funny because the game is so different. It was like people made a big deal out of the Cowboys stopping the Steelers, you know, uh, rushing game, a uh, rushing attack a few weeks ago. They didn't stop them. The Steelers chose not to run. They basically threw the ball on every down. Well, that's what the Rams yeah. did last night. Oh, yeah. Between Cooper Cup and uh, I can't think of the other fellow's uh, name now. They had 23 receptions between two dudes. Uh, t- two dudes. Not one dude. Cooper Cup. Two dudes. Yes, I did see that. That dude was all over it last night. All over it. Yeah, well, you know what? The Rams played better than I thought they would. It was a vis- It was also a visually pleasing game. I love the Rams helmet. I love the Bucks helmet. Like visually pleasing to me. Okay. Visually please me. That's we, what I said to the NFL when I turned it on. We do look for different things. <laughs> I turned on the TV. I said, "What will be visually pleasing to watch this evening?" I went, "Ooh, another Bucks Rams." Or Bucks I did watch Rams. another murder mystery. I'm sure you did. I, yeah. I can't. I. You know what? I, it's depressing. I. Can't That's what Gina it. says. It is. It just, matter of fact, there was a. a um, an NCIS last night that I was watching. I had to turn it off. It was depressing. Hmm. It is, well. Probably I'm a woman that's got mass depression and she's going to go basically blow up airplanes because, you know, they were preying on her mental state. Like, God, is that depressing. But isn't it good to watch when you feel like at least, you know, no matter how bad I may think I have it, 
or no, I like how to laugh. odd. That's why I would go. Hmm. At um, least I'm not in a, no, involved in a murder mystery right now. Because how do you know that the guy across the street from you isn't? Hmm. Good point. That's why I like Two and a Half Men. Just make me laugh. Right. Make me laugh. I'm good. That's it. And watch sports. And yes. Be depressed when your team stinks. <laughs> right. That's it's the di- problem with sports. It's a different it's, depression, though. It's, it's not always a high. Uh, unless, no, mostly lows. Unless you choose teams, when you unless you choose front running teams to root for, which I'm considering. Yeah, I was going to say that's you. <laughs> it's you, the warm up show. You just defined yourself as a sports yeah. fan. Who's good? I'm in. <laughs> Who's good? I'm I'm going to go there this year. <laughs> like you're already thinking of jumping off the Bucks bandwagon because they, oh, yeah. they've got four losses. It's all seven and four at the end of the day. I saw those two picks by Tom Brady. I was like, mm, this guy didn't have it anymore. Do you think <laughs> he is 43? Do you think teams, and I think the answer to this is yes, but there have got to be teams in the NFL that are like the Bucks. They're seven and four. They've got to be like, you know, that damn NFC East, they're going to get a whole oh. playoff game. And right now, they're leading the division at three, six, and one, and we're yes. seven and four. And people don't think we're any good. Right. Right, there are teams that when they put up the uh, NFL playoff scenarios on TV, and they'll be like teams in the hunt yes. with like twice as many wins they're as the six Eagles. Six and five, and they're in the hunt. <laughs> yeah, in the hunt. It's true. You're right. And mm. there you are with the Eagles, the Giants, the Redskins, and the, um, uh, Washington, and the Cowboys, all at, you know with three wins, and they're going to win the division. I mean, good the, lord. The Washington Football Team, Jerry. I know you're not impressed with catches. Yesterday we discussed That's the CD. Not true. <laughs> That is not true. I thought the C.D. Lamb catch was a really good catch. I didn't think it was the greatest catch of all time. Would you say it was a really good catch, or would you say it was spectacular? It was a really good catch. How so many not, I say this again? No, no, I'm saying so, but you wouldn't describe it as spectacular. It was the type of catch I expect a great receiver to make. All right. That's what I think. Like Adam Thielen making the one. By the way, he's got COVID now. He's got the Rona. Uh, yeah, I know. Terrible. Um, well, they said, they, I don't know if they've said he has it he's or on the he, list. he's on the list. He's on the COVID he's on list. The list. Yes. I'm going to say he doesn't have it because how do you make a catch like he made Sunday while having coronavirus? That's impossible. Asymptomatic has no idea he has it. How impossible. about that? But like that's a catch. He Adam Thielen makes that catch. I said, that's a really good catch. But I expect him to make it. Now, if you tell me that Noah Brown made that catch for the Cowboys. I would be like, that's spectacular. Because I wouldn't really? expect it from him. But so, CeeDee Lamb, they gave him 88 because Michael Irvin said, we're 88, you're supposed to be better than me. Right, well, be better than me. those catches. All right. So if he wore a different number, no, not no, as no, high no. expectations. <laughs> no, no, don't do that. <laughs> He's put this on I'm himself not, now. I'm not saying it's because of the 88. I'm saying it's because they expect him to be better than those that wore 88 before Got him. him. Which are who, Al? Oh, well, Drew Pearson there had it. Go. Mr. Michael Irvin had That's it. That's it. You can stop right there. But So what I want to know, Jerry, I don't know if you saw, I know the, the these Monday night games are on late. I'm not sure if you saw Did you happen to see the Mike Evans first touchdown where he caught the ball on like the 10-yard line and muscled his yes. way? Yes. I mean, that. Impressive. Is it expected or did that impress That's sure you? will. That was impressive, right? Yeah. Sure will, right. That dude wanted to get in the it's end zone. It's kind of like the Titans receiver yesterday. Yes. A.J. Brown. Yes. Like, that was unbelievable. Yeah, that, that dude was wrapped guys, up. Yes. He broke through three tackles and then yeah. basically ran through the safety. Like, get out of my way. Yeah, Mike Evans just powered through a yep. couple of Ram defenders. And I loved all the, like, the Ram pass interference calls they got on the one. It was like three in one drive. And Jalen Ramsey throws his hands up every time. Like, what did I do? I don't know. You're there before the ball. That's what you did. Yeah. No, it is. It is Adam. Cause he puts a, if I remember, he puts his shoulder down, he's spinning and twirling. It's yeah. It's impressive. Very impressive. Impressive mm-hmm. run. I think we got to take a break. That was a very impressive run. Why don't you hold on your next thought until All right. we come back on the other side. I want to remind you it is Hungerthon 2020. Make a donation, 800-5-HUNGRY. That's 800-5-HUNGRY, 800-548-6479. And as uh, Al told you as well, you can go to hungerthon.org forward slash WFAN. A lot of great items, a lot of great items. And then you just go to hungerthon.org, even more great items that you can bid on, uh, including, as Al referenced, if you would like to get one of our hosts to record a personalized voicemail or answering machine message, First come, first serve until we are sold out. Hmm. Hungerthon.org forward slash voice. Just $100 for each recorded message. It's 519 on the fan. Take it to 6 o'clock. Boomer and Geo then coming right back. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Alan Jerry, because you can't get enough sports with the other 23 hours in the day. Oh, belly feed the tree on a Tuesday morning. It's 100th on 2020. I want to, real quick, one other really good thing. I mean, they're all good, but did you see the Billy Joel New York State of Mind t-shirt that they have this year? Jerry, actually, I'm wearing it right now. Are you really? That's right. Outstanding. Yeah, it's a tremendous T-shirt. What a really nice T-shirt. So that's a $50 donation. Go to Hungerthon.org. It is absolutely outstanding. You got that, and you also have the John Lennon shirts as well. They have a sweatshirt and a T-shirt. Awesome. Just really good stuff. And they do a great job with this every year, and this year is no different. It's a high-quality T-shirt, too. You know, sometimes you get T-shirts, and they're like, whoever makes them picks like the lowest quality t-shirt because they then they make more money from them this is a nice t-shirt this This material is not even stiff yep so call up make a donation 1-800-5-HUNGRY 1-800-548-6479 get yourself a shirt good stuff if you could bid on one item jerry that's on here what is your favorite item that hungerthon has to me, I'll, I'll, while you look at it, I'll give you mine. The Bruce Springsteen guitar, of course, but that's you know that that that's a hefty. That is like the the highest bid item every year. So I would say uh, that, of course, number one. I love this uh, train autographed ukulele, as I'm a ukulele player myself, Jerry. And I like this. Uh, that's how many are you going here with here? Oh, one. You're right. Good point. I'm gonna go with the train ukulele because I think this would be a really cool Christmas gift for my yeah. kids. I'm gonna go with the Noah Syndergaard signed baseball helmet mm-hmm. and the I'm sorry, baseball hat and the Pete Alonso signed batting helmet. Oh, it's a combo. Item. Yeah, it's actually really cool. I like. You know why? Because it's not a hat. You get one hat and one helmet. A hat and a helmet. Hat and a helmet. I think that's a hat really in a cool. helmet. Oh, you could put that in the helmet, but I in would keep them separate because they both have separate autographs on them. And separate values. Yes. It's a good so, two for one. Yeah, that would be. And then if you go just to the straight Hungerthon website, there's really even more incredible things. So, But I would say on our page, mm-hmm. the Noah Syndergaard one is really okay. cool. For me, the coolest thing would be a Jerry Recco voicemail. Listen, I'm ready, willing, and able. It's for the kids. It's for charity. Let's for the go. children. Yes, I'm in. Jerry, did you get word of what uh, your head coach, Mike McCarthy, uh, did to fire up the Cowboys prior to their game against I'm the Minnesota Vikings? I'm surprised how big a story this is. He took a sledgehammer, Jerry, and he took some watermelons, a la Gallagher, the comedian, the the, the comedian who smashes uh, fruits and various things at his shows. Well, yep. uh, Mike McCarthy took watermelons and smashed them with a sledgehammer to fire up the Cowboys. Guess what? It had absolutely nothing to do it with worked. the game. No, it didn't. It worked, it Jerry. Did they beat work. the Vikings. They played, they played just as well against the Steelers two weeks ago. So they you don't think? No. Like, now, you, here's what we've done, we've discussed this before. If you told me. That right before the opening kickoff, the team was in the tunnel, and they were right. getting ready to take the field. Mm-hmm. And he thought they were kind of a little flat. Right. And he said, "Hey, get me a couple of watermelons. I'm going to beat the crap out of them." And he got the sledgehammer right before kickoff, and he just pummeled these watermelons. And the guys were hooting and hollering, and they were fired up. And then they went out, and on the opening kickoff, 30 seconds later, someone just laid the wood to the kick returner. Ball squirts free, pick it up, run it back, touchdown. And the other team was deflated the rest of the game. Bam, it was a direct result. When you do that 36 hours before kickoff, the guys still had a night to hang out, have breakfast the next morning, a little bit of lunch. Maybe look at some film, get on the field, stretch, talk to the opposition, and then play a game. Stop, mm-hmm. stop, stop, stop. That what about now? Anything. Now this week they're playing on Thanksgiving. They play the Washington football team. What do you want them? You want them to go shoot a turkey and then slaughter it in front of the guys right before they play? No, I think what he's doing is you know Gallagher was a comedian, you know, back in the day who did this. He's, I think he's sticking with that theme. He's going to do some uh, Andrew Dice Clay nursery rhymes right before the Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> Hickory Dickory Doc. Alex Smith. <laughs> oh, 
That's very funny. <laughs> uh, no, I don't. I don't think these things. Like for instance, when Tony Pollard breaks that forty-two yard. Yeah. Run, do you think in his mind he's thinking watermelons? Got to get mm-hmm. there for the watermelons. Come yeah. on. Yeah. Stop it. Stop. Stop. If it stop. wasn't for those smashed watermelons no. firing me up, I wouldn't have had this. I actually think they just played well. That's and all. you think it would happen to be a coincidence? That Mike McCarthy went all Gallagher and did that. Do I think they had some laughs on Saturday? Yes. Did it loosen them up a little bit? Sure. Kickoff Sunday? That's forgotten. Ben Gallagher is a very interesting thing. So imagine. Well, he was. This is very odd. So Gallagher, uh, he smashed fruits. Like that was his whole act. Like and people, people, people went and you would wear like a raincoat or a poncho so that you didn't get. So when you get sprayed with watermelon juices, pineapple juices and things, and uh, you know, I, first of all, I couldn't imagine booking a theater for that. And they'd be like, you smashing watermelons all over our seats and well, everything? Not for nothing. When they see the gate receipts. Yeah. Uh, they, when, when would you like to come in? And then Gallagher sold his act to his brother. What? Who called himself Gallagher 2. He sold it to his brother? Yeah. Because this was his intellectual property. But it's his brother. Yeah, but his brother wanted to go make a living smashing watermelons like Gallagher did. But Gallagher created that. So you definitely have to sell it to smashing watermelons on stage. Created it. He wrote it. All right, then how come the first person (laughs) that became a comedian didn't say, I tell jokes for a living, no one else is allowed to, that's my creative Hmm. property? I don't know. He must not have thought of it. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. Yeah. Uh, conflict with his brother first, Jerry. His younger brother had initially asked permission to use the sledgeomatic. That was the uh, hammer that he would use. How do you know so much about this? I'm on his Wikipedia page, but oh. only because I wanted to get the facts right. Because I do remember this. Okay, I remember that the, that got Gallagher and his brother were fighting in court for a while, and then I believe Gallagher sold his act to his brother. Could you imagine and the sledgeomatic being the judge? <laughs> You're dealing with criminals. <laughs> All right, what's on the docket next? Um, we've got a comedian that wants to sell his watermelon act to his brother. I, I, get out of my courtroom. Yeah. Come on. Now, when you say sell the sledgehammer, is this an actual sledgehammer or any sledgehammer on stage during the Gallagher show is titled the sledgehammer? So listen to this. I'm, I'm down on the Wikipedia page, the part where you get to personal life, which I love. I always love personal life part. Right. Gallagher lost nearly all of his fortune in stock market speculation gone wrong. I believe that. A lot of people lose a lot of their money that way. Hmm. A lot of people. You know, if you could, and I'm not I'm not referencing what you bought recently, mm-hmm. um, but there are a lot of volatile stocks that make people a lot of money, and if you don't know when to get out, and I mean, why would you? If it's going so well, why are you just going to all of a sudden say, all right, I'm good, when it could continue to, to climb and climb and climb, but all of a sudden you've got a lot of money on paper. And then you don't withdraw it in time, and that paper money's gone. I believe Jerry, that. Gallagher did 17 specials. For HBO? They were all, all over Comedy Central, oh, no HBO. Kidding. My gosh, what so was he, he doing? So he doesn't perform anymore, or just his brother does? Just his brother does. So what does Gallagher do these days? Gallagher is relaxes Jerry in his hometown now of uh, Marion, Ohio. Doesn't say he's married either. Hmm. All right. I guess he's retired. Evidently. He's a retired comic. He's How a retired he? comic. He is 74 years old, Jerry. You know what I saw yesterday? I saw a commercial with Mike Ditka on it. And mm-hmm. he looked old. And I don't think it, I don't think of Mike Ditka as old. So I went to the good old Wikipedia to find out his age. How old do you think Mike Ditka is? I'm going to say Mike Ditka is 75. He's 81. 81. Oh. Yeah, it really surprised me. I don't I mean it's 2020. I don't know why I should be surprised. He was the coach of the Bears about 100 years ago. Right. But I, I don't know. 81 just it Seemed old to you. Yeah, it did, because even like the video, the commercial shoot, he looked and sounded old in it. Mm -hmm. And I just, I don't, I still think of Ditka on the sidelines with the Bears or when he did that nonsense with Ricky Williams and the Saints. Right. I don't think, even, and not for nothing, he was even doing ESPN not that long ago. Yeah. And he looked like he was still with it. Looked great. 
He looks like he aged very quickly. So mm. what are you going to do? All right, I love break. Mike Ditka. That's Who a classic did? football coach. That's a football coach. That That's guy will exactly punch right. you in the face if you don't if you defi- if you do a flea flicker when he didn't call a flea flicker, <laughs> punched right in the mouth. <laughs> yeah, his, his assistant coaches too. <laughs> yeah. All right, twenty five in front is six. It's Hungerthon twenty twenty. Boomer and Geo coming up at the top of the hour. Don't forget to please make your donation online, hungerthon.org. You can also call and make a donation, 800-5-HUNGRY. Go to the website, hungerthon.org slash WFA and bid on really cool items. Al and I went through ours. We love them all. Plus, you got the shirts that are out there as well. So help us out. It's a Tuesday before Thanksgiving on The Fan. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Al and Jerry. Don't worry, it's only an hour long. And we've only got 18 minutes left. And there that's the ukulele, right? From train? It is. That is the train ukulele. Look at that. Come and on. You can go bid on that autograph train ukulele right now at hungerthon.org slash WFAN. You can also make a donation. Hungerthon.org. You call 800 500 It has been a brutal year for many, many people. Help out if you can. And as we mentioned earlier, really good sweatshirts and T-shirts as well for a nice donation. So help us out on this Tuesday before Thanksgiving. Can you play that song on the ukulele? It actually is. uh, You can play a pretty good version simply. Really? Not as complicated. It it sounds better if you do it the more complicated way that Train is doing it. Right. But you can get away with doing it in a in a simpler way. It's representative of the song. It sure is. Like you would be like, oh, that person's playing Do Hey Soul hold, Sister. So like you'll, I know you'll be with your parents on Thursday. On a normal year, I don't know, maybe there's 30 people there. Let's just yeah. say a normal year, 4th of July barbecue at the Duke's house. You're in the backyard. Do you hold court with your ukulele or your guitar? Like do you start I do not. singing? I, I do not. You don't sit I around do the fire and say, everybody, look at me. I do not do that. I will if if I go to my 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 one sister, her son, my nephew, he's 11, he plays the piano. So I will sit with him and we'll play the piano together because I'll play the piano a little, little bit. He plays pretty good and we'll we'll do that, but I will not break out a ukulele. Yeah. I I I I've performance problems, Jerry. I can't perform in front of others. Hence why you've never gone into adult films. Exactly. Um, one thing I've never understood with the piano and I was watching um, an Elton John documentary actually the other day. Oh, it was very, very interesting. I think I might have been on Axis. I'm not sure. I'm, uh, yeah, I think it was. It was Rock Legends. That's what it was. And it was talking about you know him on the piano and trying to make the piano cool, which was neat. And then watching some of his concert footage, and I guess this goes for most piano people, but he would aggressively play the piano. And it looks mm-hmm. like they're just slamming their hands down on numerous keys at one time. Yeah. It's amazing to me the control they actually have. Yes. When they're playing at that pace. I actually heard him recently uh, interviewed on Howard Stern, and he I said heard a lot that. Of that uh, too. Yeah, he said he, that the piano was a boring instrument. But then when he would see like little Richard and Jerry Lee Lewis, they would attack the piano. So he would attack the piano as well. And the documentary had Jerry Lee Lewis footage in it too. Where he was standing up and his leg was up in the air and he's banging on the thing. He was the one with great balls of fire, right? Great balls of fire. Yeah, that was that was in part of this uh, video documentary as well. Oh, and John also said that's why he used to wear very flamboyant costumes because the piano. Watching a guy play piano was boring. The least you could do was wear a duck costume while you do it. So, is there any truth to the rumor that Phil Collins is going to start wearing duck uniforms and costumes since he's become stagnant on stage, as you have told me? Uh, it was not Phil Collins. I saw Don Henley. No, I thought it was Phil Collins. Oh, yeah, you're right. Phil Collins. Yeah, well, (laughs) no, no, I personally saw uh, Don Henley be boring. But, but yes, Phil Collins on his reunion tour, boring. Right, because didn't you tell me Phil Collins does it in a chair now because of Yeah, he does it in a chair. Limitations? Mm Mm-hmm. And he but he needs the, the money because his his divorces are off the charts. Yeah, you know what? These divorces are bad news for everybody. Right. Not just the husband. They're just, man. I heard the Chris Rock talk about the divorce thing. Yeah, <laughs> Chris Rock divorce. It's tough to get divorced, Jerry. Tough stuff. I'm, I, the line, I know I told you this off the air, but the line he said, or maybe on the podcast, 
talking about how when his friends need divorce attorneys, he recommends his wife's. Yes, because <laughs> she took all his cash. <laughs> how good she was. How yeah. good the attorney was. Oh, my God. Jerry, with uh, Thanksgiving just a few days away, I see that Patrick Mahomes revealed that he puts ketchup on his Thanksgiving dinner. And this is the Hey, Good For You segment, too. Of the hey, good for you. I, lo- I love this when people get all like annoyed at how yes. other people live their life. People get annoyed by use of Do ketchup. what you want. Who cares? I think that, you know what, Patrick? Lather it on. Enjoy yourself. Cover that turkey until you can't even see the white meat anymore. And just total red ketchup glory. You know what I was thinking, though? This is... This reminds you, too, of how young these guys are. He's, what is he, 23? Yeah, like at some point, Patrick Mahomes is not going to put ketchup on true. his turkey. That's not true. When Why? he's an adult and a man. I'm 46. Because I still put ketchup on everything. You do? I do. Yes. On turkey? Uh, no, I don't like that combination. Stuffing potatoes? But I, I'll tell you right now, I have no issue with someone that wants to use you know, ketchup with steak. Yeah. That's another one I laugh at. Steak sauce. Oh, how could you have steak? Well done. How about this? You eat yours the way you like it. I'll eat mine the way I like it and shut up. (laughs) How about that? You, sir, die. I didn't say that. I did not say (laughs) that. With your ketchup on your steak. By the way, great time to tell you if you'd like to get uh, one of us to do a personalized voicemail or answering machine message. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Hungerthon.org forward slash voice, just 100 bucks, and we will record a message for you and we'll tell you how to eat your steak. Now, if someone wanted you to be angry on the voicemail, is that something you would be up for doing? Be more than happy to do it. All I have to do is check out Society for thirty seconds, and I'll be ready to right. go. Did you see the the tweet that the the guy sent us? The nude guy banging on the cop car. Uh, yeah, he was punching the what cop car window. A nude the gentleman. Hell, are we doing? Not sure. I'm not sure oh, what's going God. on, Jerry. It's a, it's been a crazy year, 2020. It's making people do nutty things. So yeah, I'll just I'll just read the newspaper and then I will record whatever you'd like. Absolutely, okay. this is for charity. I'm in for the children. Jerry. Yes, <laughs> I didn't get to do my calendar, so I'll be happy to record a voicemail or two. Did you see? You're a big golf guy, Jerry. Right? You love golf, that sort of thing. Uh, Greg Norman is a 65 year old man who appears to be in terrific shape. I'm glad you brought this up because you. you jumped all over me. Mm-hmm. When the photo of Peyton Manning came out, and I said he looks good, I, like I wasn't like, "Wow, it's Peyton." I feel like Peyton Manning just stopped playing a few years ago. I feel like right. he's still a young man that yeah, he takes care of himself. Good. For so you. there was yeah, there was a picture of Peyton Manning uh, in the ocean, and he had a six pack abs or something. Looks great. He looks like an athlete. Right. Greg Norman, sixty five. This is ridiculously impressive to me. First of all, it was a picture of him walking on the beach or running on the beach uh, with his dog. And he was uh, shirtless, and he, not only did he have abs, but the thing that really stood out in the photo is you could see the outline of his intimate areas <laughs> through the shorts, and it was uh, looked very reminiscent of that Boomer photo, uh, that when Boomer wore those really tight softball pants. Yes. <laughs> it was, like, people were like, oh my goodness, did I zoomed in. Do you inspect in. photos before you post I, them? Um, As I do. Sometimes not. I used to not. Now I do. Yeah. And that's terrible, isn't it? That, that we really have to go through it to be yeah. sure. Do you think he inspected this photo and said, yes, I'm putting this out I there anyway? I don't. And I'll tell you why. Because when I saw the photo, because someone tweeted it to us, mm-hmm. I, I looked at the photo and I didn't think anything of it. I'm like, well, I don't understand. I'm like, the six pack, no doubt. I got that. And that to me popped right off the, um, off the screen. That's all I noticed, though. Yeah, me too. I didn't think anything of it. And then all of a sudden, I saw your show sheet, and I'm looking at the picture. And I'm like, what am I missing here? And mm-hmm. I said, okay, now if I'm going to, all right, got it. I thought it was a seam, to be honest with you. You did. I did. I thought it was a seam in the shorts. I didn't think anything else. But turns out it was his area. Stuff. His stuff. Right. Okay. I don't know. What's well, out there now? You can look at You can look for it if that's you, the type of thing you want to do. Do you think people... We're always this, what's, I don't know what the right word is here. For instance, we're always inspecting everybody else. Yes. You think we've always been like this as the human uh, race? Because I don't I know do. about yeah, that. I do. I think we have more options to do it now where we have photos, videos. Like there was a girl, I know you haven't been in Manhattan in a few months, but you will soon. There mm. was a girl jogging. I went down to Pret-a-Manger. I guess it was on fr- Thursday or Friday last week. And there was a girl who was jogging, mid-20s, I would say, and she was a knockout. There's no question about it. 
and she had the tight pants on, and she looked great. Good for her. There was a guy standing on the corner. Al, he had to have been 80. She jogged by. His eyes locked onto her rear Mm -hmm. and did not move. And to me, I I wanted to take a video of it because it was was funny. He was an elderly man, and he was – so the poor girl can't even run without being stared at like that. By grandpa. <laughs> was the grandpa, was it, it seemed like a cartoon where the eyes bugged out and it was like, yes. exactly his tongue waving in the like. wind. I to take the camera out and take a picture, but I didn't. <laughs> but it was like, dude, like just avert your eyes. <laughs> it looks a little ridiculous. It's like, oh, yeah. But I guess that's what we do. We that's what we do these days, Jerry. We do. You know what else we do? We have to take a break. It is Hungerthon. I know, I know. It's Hungerthon 2020. Uh, please go to hungerthon.org, make a donation, check out all the auction items as well. You can also call and make a donation, 1-800-5-HUNGRY, 800-548-6479. We do have a couple more things to do, but we are that close to Boomer and Geo, top of the hour here on The Fan. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry. The superheroes of WFAN. Right, we have very little time, Al. It's Hungerthon 2020, hungerthon.org, 1-800-5-HUNGRY. Quickly, what else you got? we got about 30 seconds. I got Mike Tyson, Jerry. He has lost 100 pounds. He's getting ready for this fight against Roy Jones Jr. Do you think, and I'm assuming he's going to handle that relatively well, do you think he could compete legit in the heavyweight division? Mm, no, I think he's too old. What does that mean? That's breaking it down, Jerry. If he still has, if he is still quick and still has power, yeah. Does it even matter anymore? I guess not. He is in good shape. He's very muscular. He looks ridiculous. Pounds, yeah. And I'm sure he still punches like a like a madman. I would think so. From the videos we've seen, yes. I mean, obviously, the fight with Roy Jones is going to show us a lot. But I don't know. It's it's interesting. If you tighten your stomach up and you prepare for the punch, you think you could take a, take a, take a no. Mike Tyson punch? No, I don't. If he hit you square and right where you were no. tightened up? Are you? How about you do it? Oh, well, he might break <laughs> you. <laughs> I don't think so, dude. You got you broke ribs playing molecules. I did break a rib. And you want to take a Mike Tyson? 2020 all day today on the fan.